I almost said that when I sent it to you. Yeah. He. It was like. Oh, hey, we're live. Are you serious? Yeah, bro. You just fucking. Dude, I got you. I know. I got you. We're back. It's been a minute. It's been a fucking minute. I've missed you. Your hair looks great. Your hairline, solid. It was. You're glowing. You. Hey, listen. And this might be the apparel spritzes I've been smashing. He threw the best curveball. First time ever thrown a curveball. Never thrown one before, guys. And it was like. It, it, it dodged me. And I and I and I played to, some catch in my life. He was trying to catch it, and uh, it went under my glove like a curveball. Like a curveball would. Thanks for being there. Thanks for teaching me. He taught me. Everything goes to him and the Cincinnati Reds. Shout out. Shout out. Thank you for drafting me. How you guys been? Yeah, I hope they've been great. Sweden, what's up? Sweden. He's like he's getting that notification as soon as we're publishing this. I think he killed himself. Because we weren't we weren't posting. Oh, I think he interpreted this podcast as a message to. Kill yourself? <laughs> yeah, if you play all of our episodes backwards, it says, hey, sweet, go fucking off yourself. <laughs> and thank you, Satan. And thank you. Hail, praise. Dude, my bog. Dude, we're back. My big, gentle bog. Yeah, man. Protector. It's been a protector of the, I'm the fucking king of the north. Dude. You're the catcher to my rye. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Salinger, don't sue us. I know you're dead, <laughs> but you better not. I read that because I'm woke. Dude, hold on. You guys hear all that pounding I was doing? That's a big fat can of Grizzly Wintergreen Long Cut. Again, Grizzly Wintergreen Long Cut. This ad is brought to you by <laughs> Grizzly. Dude, it looks so good going in. It looks even better coming out. Yeah. Big old fat dip. You put a big old dipper in. Dude. So. Okay, so, so here's some new things from me. Uh, before, I know. I, I, I want, that's what I was going to go into, but I just want to check. See what our last published uh, podcast was. And then February can... or March, one of the two. Mm. March seventeenth. St. Patty's Day post. It's almost two two months ago. Um, yeah. So fill us in on the life of me. Yeah. Um. Nothing. However, that was the joke. Oh, I know. You know, I'm just I'm still killing it. I'm still kicking. Fending off the honeys left and right. Yours. They know. They know my curveball. They know my knuckleball. Actually, it's the knuckleball that brings them home. You know what? I go. I go meet up a pretty girl in a bar, and I go, "Would you like to see my knuckleball?" And they're like, "Let's leave. Like, I'll pay your tab as well. God <laughs> Let's damn. leave." That's the exact same thing Louis C.K. used to do. <laughs> <laughs> <It's a little> <laughs> <different>. <laughs> no. No. Look, dude. Fuck you, Louie, dude. You joke around about being a stud, but I've never seen anybody successfully flirt with such a variety of women as you do. Variety? I have my varietals intact. I could not get Danielle to keep her hands off you 20 minutes ago. Yeah, but that's just out of, that's just out of bog friendship, bro. Or every female employee I've ever seen at the restaurant. That's, that's why I'm still there. From Lois. To fucking Lois. She's loving talking about the Cubs with me. I had to punch Lois's car the other day. Hmm? It wasn't Lois, but it looked like Lois. <laughs> you now, punched it? Yeah. So Danielle and I were out on our last run before the mini. Shout out Indy Mini. Yeah. Um, and our two our two sponsors, Indy Mini and Grizzly Winter Green Lock Up. And uh, we're running this lady. She's probably like 106 years old or some shit. And she's backing out of her driveway. Okay. And she doesn't see us, and she almost hits us. 
And I gave her a friendly, like, hey, it's okay. Like, you know, kept her on him, gave her a friendly wave. Like, she didn't see me, it's fine. We shouldn't be, like, whatever. It was cool. So we're probably, like, I don't know, 20 yards from the stop sign. So she backs out, and instead of just waiting literally the four or five seconds it would take for us to cross the street, she goes around us and cuts me off as I'm crossing the street and almost hits me again. Bro! So I punch her fucking car, and I'm running next to her like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And she's just like, oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) Ronald Reagan! Yeah. (laughs) The war on drugs, no! And uh, Cuba's bad! (laughs) The red scare. And she just uh, freaked the fuck out. Dude. I lost my temper. Yeah. I tend to do that. You're keeping it cool with me right now. Yeah. <laughs> I almost didn't hit you, though. Dude. Um, Back to you. No, please. I want to talk more about you because you did the... One thing. Y'all don't know. He, he and Daniel both did the indie, in, indie Mini, which is massive. Dude, everyone was posting that shit. Everyone was like, hey, look how great I am. I ran this marathon under my own will. I will openly admit, every fitness or like stand-up comedy or anything I post like that is one... Okay, not 100%. 80% feed my own ego. Yeah, fucking feed it, And dude. if people could just fucking like admit that, you'd look way less shitty. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, you're... You're not posting that for to let to let grandma know. No. I'm doing You're that like, hey, hey, by the way, it's like I did this. What the fuck you been doing with yourself? Checking the likes. Dude, I love it. Who's liking I love it. it? You're busting out the analytics. You're, You're like, saying? oh, this was viewed eight hundred times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that though. I mean, I do want people to see it and be like, Well, if that fucking loser can do it, <laughs> maybe I can. <laughs> then I have a shot. But that's only like a few percent. Yeah. Th- th- those are if people if people can just do better by the sense of like seeing other people do okay, then they already had that within them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I do want people to know that because I mean, I've hit some lows. You may know that um, that you're just not trapped in that. You know. So that is like a genuine message I want to get across. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, sincerely feeding my ego. <laughs> You're not trapped in how hard life is. Exactly. And life is not as hard as you think it is either. And life's not out to get you. It's not out to get you. What if it is? You're out to get yourself. Yeah, and then you then it's like some self-fulfilling prophecy that you keep like manifesting yourself. You're like, okay, well, I'm just gonna keep doing this and then just blame, oh, my shitty luck. Now there are there are some exceptions of yes. life just being like, what the fuck? Yeah. But for the most part, I think everyone has kind of a even keel. In that sense, there's other things that I can't speak about because I'm not that person, you know? And it's how you feel. <coughs> Excuse me. It's, I know it's like fucking some Tony Robbins shit where it's like, oh, it's how you handle adversity. But like, fuck, man, adversity sucks. Nobody, nobody wants to deal with that. It's, it legit is hard. Yeah, it's hard. I am at a point where I'm struggling so hard with, because I've been on both sides, like, by no means am I a fucking success story. But, no, but but it's also, yeah. you feel better on this side. I feel way better. So, like, that, that you won. There you go. Right? I won my own, my own challenge, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I'm so torn between, like, being sympathetic 
for the version of myself I was, which a lot of people still are. And at the same time, I'm just like, fucking toughen up, you know? Like, not toughen up. That's such a fucking cliche. I know how hard it is to be down. Yeah, but, we both. We both yeah. know that. It's like, fucking <laughs> just do better. But I hate, like, I don't know. I just see a lot, like, people that spill their coffee in the morning and then the day's ruined from there. Like, that Man. mindset, you know what I mean? Like, like, you get a flat tire and, like... Why the fuck can't I get a break? No, you're just... That's normal fucking shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. No, you do. It's just... But it's, it. it's good because I can see the difference um, in you. Thank and you. it's nice to see that... Uh, that, it, that it can go the other way. You know what I mean? Yep. It's... But also to you guys that think... Uh, oh... He's out of the dark. I I still have my days. (laughs) I uh, genuinely believe uh, I suffer from bipolar disorder. Yeah. Like 100%. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because of how quickly that switch can flip. Oh, man. It's like... It's like you have no control over it. It's just there. And you're like, oh. And it's like hard to explain to people, especially like... I don't know. People that don't have that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like they have no idea. Because they have no grade to go against. It's it's only what they can perceive. And, and even when that person is in a either either a manic or depressive state, um, especially, especially depressive, it's hard to convey what you're feeling to a person that doesn't feel that. Yep. that even if they want to understand it they, and they're doing their best. My... My number one rule... Because at least with mania, you can, like... I've never been manic and, like, unhappy at this... Like, in that moment. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'll do, I'll do some shit, you know? Talk. Like, let, let's, let's hang oh, out. Oh, shit. But it's like, man, if you're, if you're on the other end, you're, if you're in your depressive state and you're just trying to... Fuck it. You can't reach out because you're just in it. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. 100%. And I also live by... Like, yeah, you can understand or have a similar similar feeling to me, to me, but you don't, don't tell me you know how I feel. I hate that so much. Like, if somebody dies and you see on Facebook, oh, I know how you feel, I lost my dad. You don't know how I feel. Like, you might feel something similar, but you don't know how I feel. So don't, I, I, I fucking hate that so much. And like, your depression is different than mine. Your happiness is different than mine. Your tr- problems are different than mine. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. I just hate when people go with that route. Like, So, I, I, I always think it's a cop-out when people say, I know how you're feeling. Even when I say it. I don't say it in a sense of, like, if someone is grieving over a lost you know, you partner or, or, like, a family member. I'm not saying I'm like, hey, I know what you're feeling. I've lost you know, this person that it's like, can you just not make this about you for mm-hmm. a second? Cause that's all that is. It's like, let's implement myself into whatever conversation that you're having or feeling and just, just so I can be a part of it. When you, all you could, you could just not be a part of it and be okay and still be able to comfort and give care. But the whole, yeah, I think people, really people don't point. know how to give care. That's a really good point. It's, Fuck, that's a good point. I've never even looked at it like that. It's like, you're not saying I know how you feel. 
to make that person person feel better. You're saying I know how you feel to Im- involve yourself. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah, dude. That's that's a good point. Yeah. And that that's in like a lot of different facets too. It's it's not just it's not just in like grieving. It's it's if you want to look on a, the other spectrum, it's it's when people are having a good time and and they're like, "Well, you know, I did this." It's the same thing. Oh, you know like, what I mean? But it's it's less it's less, uh, fuck, what word am I looking for? It's stigmatized less when someone's grieving because yeah. you're like, oh, well, this person felt grief as well. However, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing, just in different portions of how you're feeling. I don't hey, on that fifth hole, you got you got a par? I got a birdie, yeah. man. Dude, it Isn't was... That crazy? Yeah. Oh, oh your uncle died? Well, my grandfather died. <laughs> That's 100% I know accurate. It's yeah. so accurate. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, dude, who needs therapy? Me. Who needs the same? Me. If any therapists are out there, please. Any uh, affordable therapy? Yeah, any affordable, maybe on a sliding scale. Help. <laughs> you know, no, it's not. It's not. You need therapy. You need. You need. A support system, for sure. You need. You need like a core group of people that that have that literally have your back no matter what. That doesn't exist anymore. I think it does. I, th- I, I truly do. I think that there now that it might be hard to see while you're in it, right? But I do think that there are people in in your life that do care, even if you're not aware of that. And they and they do. They might not care the, in the ways that is are beneficial to you. That's the thing. That's my whole life. It's like I've fucked up so many. Not, I mean, just like relationships in a whole, whether it be like. Not even fucked up, but I overthink literally everything. Like I over like if like when you read a meme or like read something nice like a joke I send you and you don't respond or anything, it's like I'm overthinking that so much and that just goes with like fucking everything. Like if I say something to somebody and they don't respond with the way that I need them to, which I'm aware of it now, so it doesn't nearly give me the anxiety that it used to. Yeah. But I've just always been so critical on myself like because I was the kid growing up that acted a fucking fool like for attention mm-hmm. and I'd always get shut down like right. you're being annoying Brandon so it's like fuck so I'm constantly oh that's childhood fucking yeah <laughs> this is therapy hello hello this um, is uh and it goes it goes to this too I think when when you're looking at either a uh, romantic partner or even friend or even family, family, you know, people leave that shit out, but sometimes family members don't know how to help. No. And and because there's childhood trauma, there is there you know, knock on wood, I'm I'm in a my family has been has been great. However, that that, that doesn't mean that it's always been great and in the sense of knowing how to care and knowing the things to say for that person. It's not, you. I, I can say something for you that I know would help you. And then I would say something to somebody else, but it's not. And it shouldn't also reflect on how, how I'm gonna say something to make you feel a way, knowing that it would, it would trivialize how you feel because it's making me feel better. That's yeah. like that. That's the hard thing to, to kind of we maneuver know. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I think with what I've learned recently is that 
I don't I don't speak I don't speak up for for certain things for a reason whether that be uh, I, I I have no place to speak about it I don't know the situation but I'm not giving out sympathy for my own self value mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah. it, and and so like when I'm people will be like well you know you didn't okay so here's the thing if you, if you want to get know about it I I literally didn't thank anybody who wished me a happy birthday and it wasn't because I wasn't appreciative I already feel kind of weird when people take their time out to, to do that so it's it's not on them and so I know that it I think if you're looking in like the the consensus of how you should act in a society you should thank someone when they give you a birthday card or notification I didn't to anybody and people were like why didn't you thank me because and so and so I and, I and I get it and I get it and I get it and like I appreciate it but it's not like it makes me it, honestly it makes me look a shithead twice it makes me feel like oh I should have thanked them and then two why didn't I and then and then if you want to add a third one um, you know they took their time and I appreciate that but it's to me it's not that big of a deal yeah and so it's 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 hard it's even hard to explain that because it's something as trivial as like wishing somebody a happy birthday it's because I wish people happy birthdays all the time but I don't I don't wish them happy birthdays so I get some reciprocity no, I'll be like oh thank me please like that's not that's not even <laughs> so so then when I started getting messages about like oh you know like did you see my birthday message I'm like yeah man thank you and then I, like that then that turns me off even more and then happy birthday thanks dude you were late no, I'm kidding um, there's birthday, there's other things there yeah March Eighth, I'm Pisces. I'm feeling it. February is still Pisces. End of February. Fuck end of February though. Fucking leap year shit. I should get you some Ray Bans. No, I don't want them anymore. I appreciate that though. Thank you. Because they're a big corporation. No. Dude, I found out some shit about Toms. Oh, dude, I know a bunch of shit about Toms. Let's hear Fuck about it. Them. Fuck Toms, right? Fuck Toms from the very beginning. You were in Toms in your fucking Tinder profile saying that you're God like, damn. you support free trade and bullshit. No, you don't. They don't want shoes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want your $60 shoes or your $6 shoes that you paid $50 for. His name's not even Tom. He sold the company. Bro. He wasn't even good anyway. Mm -mm. But I remember, when, I remember when it was first coming out. I bought and, Tom's in that. And the whole point was like, oh, I'm helping someone. <laughs> nope. 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 Um, but let's let's leave that and go back to what you were saying. And uh, I agree with it. And and so so like, if you want to look at like a positive of of what I've been able to, I think just be more reflective and having some sort of inflection on myself, going through the shit that I went through, you know, after like a ten year relationship breakup, that's. So what, what I feel like I'm better at doing now, and then I was shit then, it's something that I'm still constantly working on, but just being transparent with people and saying, saying things that I feel like that they should know, but also knowing how to say it to that person. Mm -hmm. 
Because it's not, yeah, this isn't an umbrella transparency. It's, you know, like, it could be falling on deaf ears on somebody else. But I'm trying, it, it's not even more for them. I, you, you should be selfish in your own transparency of what you feel like you need to share. You know, like, I don't, and so that's the thing. And I'm trying not to be bitter about what other people feel like that they need to share. Like, that, that has zero effect on me. You know what I mean? I shouldn't, I shouldn't be upset that someone decided to make this public. Yep. So I don't talk, I, I'm really trying hard not to talk shit about that. And because I used to talk shit about it all the time. And so it's just like, why am I making myself feel this way on something that someone's genuinely passionate and or happy and or, you know, even if it's for their own self gain, even if it's like you posting that, you're running, you know? Like, there was no ill intention of me feeling like why because i know you you know yeah. I, I fucking know you <laughs> and i know that you're posting that for a reason other than just being like hey guys like it, it makes you it makes so feel good. but however i still like i'm like okay well i know why he's doing it and like that and i just left it at that and like it wasn't like oh i never messaged you like oh i see you're running like yeah you know like i really tried to be even in that moment of of having some more self-control of not letting myself go down that that slope of just being like oh this is all stupid when it's not you know it's not stupid tony it's robbins for example fuck you tony <laughs> i have like, i have limits okay all right <laughs> i have limits i don't want to hear about that but that's the same it's the same idea of like we both shit on it but it genuinely helps a certain group of people yeah. It could really help any. Like, it, it would, I mean. So here's the flip it real quick. Yeah. When I would say that, when, when I used to shit on shit all the time, and I would be like, well, it makes me feel better saying it, but did it? Maybe in the moment. Maybe in that hot second, but then I just felt bad. Because we, I mean, honestly, we would feed off each other. Oh, it was great, dude. We were smacking them golf balls, Fucking listening to Tony, and be like, hey, there shouldn't be an eight top of yeah. Fuck you guys. Eight top. Eight top. Eight top. Yeah. Fucking fuck you, eight top. I feel you, dude. It's uh, it's hard for me in the same aspect to not shit on things. Especially, oh. I used to shit on the things I'm doing now. But oh, for sure. So here's the thing, because I think that you and I both are like, out of everybody that I know, there's a handful of people that are genuinely the funniest people I've ever met. And you're in there. And so, but I am too, because yeah, I think are. I'm fucking funny. You're fucking funny. But, so, I think that there is a self-realization when you... Because this is going to lead up to my, like, when, when we go on to our next topic, of you doing fucking stand-up, son. He's doing it. He's doing it. He's, he's been doing stand-up for, what, a month now? Like... I've done stand-up three times, so yeah. Yeah. So, every week. That's fucking great. So, but anyway, you have to have that. And you're... And I think you're allowed to shit on it to in a, in a humorous sense, but I wasn't doing it for anybody other than just my own like ego of wanting my yeah. to inflate myself up to that standard. You're bitter, bitter, hundred percent bitter. But like in this, this this changes the medium to where it's entertainment because it's not just for you; it's yeah. for other people, and they could all feel that and in that moment be like, oh, so I wasn't alone in thinking that what you're posting that's, is stupid. You that's know? what's so great about stand-up is we could go up there and make a joke about how bitter it is, you know, for 
somebody do something sincere, sincere, and like make that joke of being like that self-realization. Of, I mean, you can make anything a fucking joke. Yeah, you really can. And you can be honest and really say the things that you feel, and as long as you deliver it right. Right. Yo, for sure. Because I've seen, and it's easy to talk about Chappelle that way, because Chappelle has a great ability to to joke about things that maybe one person shouldn't joke about, and... Also, like he made he made like some really awful trans jokes, right? And then, but his next stand up, it wasn't him, it wasn't him apologizing about it. He talked about why he felt that stance, which in in self was better than the apology, because it made himself aware of what he said was incorrect, and why if you're feeling that way, then hey, listen to this. Like yeah. here's here's my. Netflix special, me talking five minutes about this that you shouldn't be talking about. Here's my next Netflix special. of being like, listen, I, uh, he didn't even like apologize. He just talked about it in a way that was entertaining and provoking and some resolution to it. That's so that's the thing about, that's why he's the best. That's exactly why he's the best. Him and, I mean, Bo, Bo Burnham does the same thing. Yeah, like it's, it changes, it's just your delivery and your, you you feel that they're sincere. Like when when Dave was talking about that, I was like, well, fuck yeah. Because when I when I heard that joke, I was like, man, this this is like, ah, uh, this isn't working for me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know where he's coming with this, and it's just this is an easy cop out. I don't like jokes that feel like it's a cop out because it's easy to talk about and make fun of. And then, however, when that next special, he talked about like his own personal situation with uh, people that he had affiliated that were trans and. He it like opened up his experiences, and it was more of just about him, in a way that it wasn't degrading the group that he was making the joke about. It like involved them in a positive way. It was great. I was like, yeah, "This is amazing." Damn, Dave. He makes guys like that make it discouraging to try stand up. I wouldn't say that it would make it discouraging. I mean, I get it because, but like, yeah. It'd be like, oh, I watch, like, I follow these, like, different artists on Instagram that play guitar. And I'm like, man, it's discouraging. Like, I don't even know why I should play because it's there. I'll never be that good. However, that's, you can still put something out there that's yours. You know what I mean? It's an easy cop out to be like, well, I'll never be that good. So why even try? So, like, yeah, your your thing could be like, oh, yeah, you're not going to be Dave Chappelle. Right? You're not. However... You're going to do what's for you. And I think that's fucking... Like you... There's people that have never met you or have never seen you until these stand-ups and that have like this glimpse into your life. Without you having to meet that person, they know something about you Mm -hmm. or at least know that you're funny. Or not. Or or not. Or not. You know, who knows? You can't can't cater to everybody. But I still think... If we're going to break down like the art of, of comedy to like the bare bones, it's just like you having a conversation to really nobody. It's like your act is your performance. Yep. It's, it's crazy it's to think about. It is because you're putting yourself out there. It'd be like, oh, I wrote this song. I'm going to go sing it. That's fucking crazy. Yes, you did. Yeah. At Grains and Grill. At Grains and Grill. Shout out. Uh, but you did, you did multiple, I only did that once. You've done it multiple times. 
a different material as well. The uh, the first time I just made fun of my last name the whole time, maybe like a minute, thirty seconds, and then I uh, didn't know what else to say and I left. Second time, I got halfway through my set and I forgot and I just kind of improved for like another forty five seconds. How did you feel with the improv? It wasn't. Did, really so like, when you forgot, were you like? Because the second time was the video I sent you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I said the joke and I fucked up the punchline and I said fuck <laughs> into the mic and I was like God damn it and then I reset the joke and then the improv started where I was just like um, if I would have said that right I really feel like you guys would have laughed and then they giggled <laughs> and then I was just like and then I was like so what's that been like five six minutes and uh, right and then I was like. Uh, See, I can't even remember what I fucking bombed. Yeah, because you're just, yeah. you're at that moment, you're just saying it. Yep. And then I was just like, oh yeah, and I was just like, all right guys, I don't know what else to say, I'm not really feeling funny right now, um, I'm going to leave, but I swear to God I'm going to make it, I'm chasing my dream. <laughs> <laughs> and then I left. But, last week, I got, I redid that set and then added a couple jokes. Have you felt like you've gotten better? Yes, that show? last time, which now I'm scared because I got through that set and I don't want to do that set again. And I have... You know, two days to come up with brand new material, which I have a little bit. I have a joke about um, seeing people that you don't want to see at a gas station, where like it's better to run into them at like Walmart or Meyer because you can hide. Sure. But running into them at the gas station, you can't hide anywhere. And like, <laughs> you're pumping gas, and you're like, <laughs> you're just stuck there. Um, but I also am scared that all the jokes I write are super like. Self-deprecation jokes, sure. which is me. Yeah, that's and that's you. what my angle wants to be. But like, I can't have every punchline being about how sad I am. I need, to, <laughs> I need you know, like I yeah. need to throw something else in. Yeah. Um, but I was super stoked with last week. Um, the crowd was responsive. Um, I got through it. I said it all. Okay, like doing that three minutes, and then watching an hour Netflix special. It blows my fucking mind to watch these guys because I want to get to the point where I'm not trying to memorize my set. I'm just flowing and I know the punchline. Sure. And that's what these guys are doing. Yeah. They, they craft it. And they listen to themselves yeah. or watch themselves enough that they're like, they, they can easily cut something out. Exactly. And yeah, because like when you're, when you're, I can tell when somebody, I feel isn't in the flow of it. They're, they'll hit that joke and then they just jump into something else that doesn't, that kind of just feels forced. It still can be funny. Like it, it's still a funny joke. Mm -hmm. However, when it, you get that like fluidity of the whole thing and it's just like, you just feel it. There's yeah, that I think that that's what I think everyone would want. Right. I think the worst thing is saying your punchline and it dies. Like it just doesn't go anywhere. And to bounce back from that, you hop into something else. Dude, it's hard. Like, to say a joke and nobody respond to it, that's when you fucking go blank. Yeah. That's when it's That's like, when you realize that light's still on you and their people are still watching you mm -hmm. and you got to do your best. By the way, that light hasn't been there the last few times, so I can just literally see everybody. Mm. That's horrible for me because, like, I'm not worried about being funny necessarily. I'm worried about talking in front of people. And last week felt good. I felt genuine. I felt like I was 
being myself. But those other two times, it was just like, I even reading a paper in front of class was fucking hard. Right. So that is going to be the hardest part, I think. Um, and writing jokes is fucking hard. It's just easier to sit here and podcast and fucking like throw in some one-liners, but to craft a joke, like if you're a successful comedian, that's that's so much talent. It's not. Yeah, you can be funny and you can go up there and tell jokes, but if you don't craft it right, if you don't say it right, if you don't deliver it correctly, it doesn't go anywhere. You know, and it's that's gonna take. Now I think that's why it's so discouraging. Is because you tried a few times and it's not going anywhere, and you see that long road of like, this is going to take forever to be decent. Because three minutes is three minutes. Like that's nothing. What if somebody gives you a ten minute spot? Or what if you're opening for somebody and you got twenty? Yeah. What if it's not going well and you know that this is your first big show and you have to do the twenty minutes and you're sucking bad and. The people coming to see you at these shows, like open mic is dope because it's 95% open micers. Right. So nobody is even, people are mostly just sitting at their table getting ready for their set. Sure. Like they're half ass paying attention. So that's cool. But when you go to a show and people are bringing their mom and their grandma and their uncles and people that don't understand comedy to where when you say a bad word that's offensive and you're trying to win them over, dude, that's the scariest outlook for me is like, Hopefully that becomes the time to where like I'm opening for somebody. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. That'd be dope. Yeah, and then you just be like, yeah, I got this podcast, and then our fucking viewers, our listeners, it's gonna skyrocket. Skyrocket. I'm gonna plug it next week. <laughs> hey guys, we have a podcast. Yeah, if you like what you've listened to for the last three minutes, you get two hours of it. You get two hours. Uh, one. Once every couple months. Couple months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I want to get back in more of a routine. I, I think, do. I think with, um, um, I think we'll have to switch our days of doing it because you, Wednesdays, we used to podcast. Now that's your open mic, but I'm off Mondays and Tuesdays, so I think one of those two days would be the best time to do it. And if it, I could still do Sunday evening, perhaps. Um, and Where are you open? Eleven to two. Eleven to two thirty. Eleven thirty two thirty. Yeah, and then. Um, that's just like, I don't mind doing that, and that's the same with here. Like when I drove back from Fort Wayne, then I drove here. Basically, I got I came home, took the dogs out, went to my mom's, and then drove back here. It's just it's not that it's a lot of driving. It's just kind of is. I mean, it's an hour round trip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I but it's not that like it, it it's just me being lazy when it comes to driving because it's not that I don't want to like come over. It's just that whole act of doing so. Yeah. And because once I'm here, I'm like, fuck it, let's let's roll. That's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you gonna do stand up with me? I would like to because I think, I think I would, I think I would be okay at it. I think you'd be really good. And I think you would be able to craft some super sophisticated jokes. That'd be super funny. Cause, hey, shocker, guys. You're smarter than I am. <laughs> no, yes, it's, not fucking, even, it's not even. It's not even about. That's not the point, though. I'm not fucking like trying to feed your. You did it work. Hey, fucking, I feel, I feel swollen. But what I'm saying Mama. is, you're you're smarter, and you're at least equally as funny. <laughs> so if you could craft some fucking like, uh, 
you know, like, what kind of government do we have? Like, what, what do we run under? Like, fucking, are we communists? You can make some, uh, Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> capitalism. Hey, so you can make some like capitalism jokes, you know? You oh, I love, it. I love it. I yeah. love it. Uh, also, give me your money. <laughs> so you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I because it's something that I don't know if I necessarily wanted to to pursue, but I feel that I would just be naturally good at it, and that's one of the few things I feel like I'd be naturally good at. Dude, I'm gonna tell you right now. One was pitching. Two, you gave up on that. Yeah, I fucked up. Uh, two was uh, I'm really good at sitting and watching YouTube all day. So it's staying up late. You're uh, literally telling a joke right now. You don't even know it. That's literally a fucking joke. And that's something people need to understand. Like, <coughs> there doesn't have to be. Like the punchline can just be the words you're saying. Yeah, it does. There, there. It does not have to have a punchline <coughs> because the whole culmination of things. Can be enjoyable and funny. Right? Shitting on yourself is great. It's great. I dude. love it. And I'm telling you, I, I I got emotional last week when I left because that was the first time like I put myself out there and I got exactly what I wanted. Like like hearing people genuinely laugh. I don't know. It was just like it's a different feeling. It's a different. Feeling. It is. Like I had so much adrenaline and just like fucking. Scepter fucking flaring off my brain and all this warm fuzzy feeling coming over me. But it's also like, it's a, even like you you can remove that scale right of you being on stage in front of somebody or a group of people. You can break it down to something like you if you want to break it down to like I want to say bare minimum what we're doing right here when we make each other laugh like genuine like I feel that. How, yeah. However, it's amplified when you have a group of people and they're all listening and attentive and they're just all fucking laughing. And I'm like, man, like that's all it is. It's just like, I also, also don't think you have to be necessarily overly funny. You don't. I think you just have to be able to deliver a package that people can relate to and it's, it's entertaining to listen to. And, uh, and if you want to shit on yourself with, that's great too. Shitting on yourself, in my opinion, which my opinion doesn't hold shit, is the best comedy. And if you come to an open mic night, you're gonna see a lot of people taking that easy route that you're talking about, making trans jokes, making fucking Caitlyn Jenner jokes, making uh, the Me Too movement jokes. And it's like the there's such a better way to handle dude, that. Like so you could still joke about that. Like that's the thing. Like. You can't. You can the way you can't just be like, hey, what about Caitlyn Jenner? <laughs> you know what it's yeah. like, oh it's not there's so many people that aren't funny. Yeah. That go. And it's like, I'm not saying Do you kinda cringe? Yeah, I do. For sure. Yeah. And when I see somebody bombing, like it's just like, oh fuck. And then like after three minutes, they give you like maybe ten seconds and they cut your mic. And that's super awkward. But, uh, but, and they just yeah, and they they act like they're confused, but they literally warn you several times throughout the show. You will see a, a blinking solid, right. It'll be or, a solid light when you have one minute left, and it starts blinking when your time's up. And I mean, they might give you five to fifteen seconds, depending on how nice they're being. Like if if they feel like you're wrapping it up, I feel like they give you more time. But I've seen where it's like somebody just started a new joke, and they cut it quick. Like, <laughs> like nah. 
And it's, uh, seriously, it's like, everybody that's reached out and been like, oh, I want to do that, the three people that reached out and said that. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, go to an open mic, because I went to an open mic night with Danielle, and I was just like, let me just check it out. And after watching 15 of the 25 people eat shit, I was like, I can at least do that. Like, I can at least do that. For sure. And the first time was so bad, dude. <laughs> it was the second time was so bad. And that was the video I sent you. Um, but there's gonna be so many so bads. Like, that's something that if I'm, and I still try to talk myself out of it sometimes. I'm just like, dude, you're not cut out for this. Like, this isn't, you can't do this. Right. But then I'm just like, well, if I give up now, it's like literally everything else I've ever started. <laughs> like, but this is the one thing I've always said that I want to do. And it's the From the, almost the very beginning of knowing you, like once I really got to know you, yeah. it's, always, it's something that I've known. Like you've made it known to people. So it's not like, it's not like that this was Shocker, a, yeah. yeah, like, oh, wow, Brandon's doing this now. Dude, I've fucking known for two and a half years. Never thought I ever actually would. I never thought. No, I. But but I like I didn't think that. I didn't think that. I didn't think that you wouldn't do. I think that you you would have eventually. But I'm not gonna be like, because that's just not how I am. I'm not gonna be like, hey, are you gonna uh, do, do this? That dream? Do that dream that you've been doing? Because I get it, dude. Life's fucking sketch scary. sometimes, dude. It's fucking scary. Yeah, and especially when you're putting yourself out there. That's literally. And that's all. Right. That's. In, to begin in in a comedy profession, every so the, the the cool thing about it is everybody starts saying, "Everybody sucks." Everybody has, it, and that's why that's why all comedians, even if they don't agree with what they're saying, they have their back because everybody pays their dues. Everybody, no one's just like, "Hey, I'm opening for fucking," or "I'm I'm doing a, a bit on Kimmel." That I've never, I've never done anything. You're fucking busting your ass doing your open mics, and then if somebody like eventually sees you, like, hey, how about you open for this guy here or yeah. this girl here, and and then it's just like it's a momentum that you have to keep building. So the thing about it though is like your your quality doesn't need to differ based on your location. Like you can give the same fucking amazing act. For eight people, and six of them being other stand or uh, open mic, because they all know, and that's like a camaraderie thing. Yeah. I think that's really cool because you don't get that with musicians. No, be like, oh, I better like I'm gonna be better than you. Now there might be a be I, like I need to be better than this person. However, once you get to like this this area of craft, I think everybody realizes that like we all had to do the same thing. And I think it's way more of a community, especially like between comedians compared to musicians or it's not like it's it's not yeah like you said it's not a, a there's no animosity against each other unless you're like stealing jokes or some shit right 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 yeah the old Joe boy that's right but I mean everybody sincerely wants you to do well yeah they really yeah don't because they, you because you doing well benefits everybody it, because I forget who said it. It might have been Joe, honestly, as we're talking about it. That makes me it makes sense that he would say this. That you want you wanting people to do well in the art of stand up makes a 
better demographic for people who enjoy comedy, maybe expand that demographic to where some people that might not be interested at least going or purchasing yeah. or watching Netflix of a comedy special. Dude, I remember being a kid and I I remember watching stand up like before I was 10. Dang. Like well, I'm I'm older than that. But I remember Dane, dude. I remember Dane's Comedy Central special. Yep. He's wearing the black tank top and he was so he exploded. Dane fucking took off. I and it was from it wasn't just from that. He and I remember listening to a podcast that he was on. I think he was on with uh What's our boy? Mullet boy? Oh, Theo. Theo, baby. So he's talking. Yeah, so he's on Theo Vaughn's podcast. And he talks about, like, there's this perception that I exploded onto the scene. Sure. However, I put the fucking work in before that that nobody saw. And then I had my break. And then after that, then I exploded. However, like, nobody talks about your open mics. and your. But I remember his Comedy Central special and him just being like, when I, I saw it when I was like 16 at the time. And it might, and for me at that time, it was one of the funniest things I've so ever he, seen. Like, he's wacky and fucking. Wacky. And, 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 it, and so the thing about Dane, and I'll make fun of Dane because like of his movie choices that he's made. Yeah. But it's is just a straight up comedian. Dude, he fucking kills it. He's good. And like it's it's easy it's easy to make fun of Dane. I think it's it's a cop out to make fun yeah. of Dane. And I always thought that like when people are like, oh, you know, it's like Coldplay. Fuck, I yeah. love I love Coldplay, dude. And fuck you for making jokes about I'm sorry. it. Sorry. <laughs> but I was watching um, this thing on YouTube, and it was uh, like most successful comedians you can imagine, all at the Laugh Factory, and. Uh, it was uh, an interview with like, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 comedians at a time. And it was all, you know, what's your advice to somebody that is doing their first open mic tonight? Or like somebody that is just now starting their dream of stand-up comedy. And 80%, I'm, I'm throwing out fucking statistics. 80% in my opinion were just like, don't do it. Like you don't understand. Like, yeah, go do stand-up if it's a hobby. But what they were saying is like, if you're going to make it a dream... Don't do it because you don't understand what it's going to take to get there. Yeah. And so you're going to be deterred by any yeah. sort of they were resistance. Saying like, don't do it because you can't. Don't no, do don't it. do it because you. I don't think you know what you're yeah, wanting. Exactly. Yeah. I remember like, I think it was Tom Segura. He was talking about how like difficult life, just the solitude of being a comedian where you're traveling and you're just staying at hotels and you're, yeah, they're... Dude, when you think about that, you're going on for maybe a half hour to an hour every every couple nights. So you're traveling all the time. The majority of your time is traveling. And then in that burst, you're feeling good. You're feeling great because you're entertaining and you're getting accolades. However, it's how you handle yourself at the other moment. That's why comedians have like how, – how many comedians have like committed suicide? A lot. A lot. Because it's such a like juxtaposition of highs and lows – because you give that, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to go stay at this Motel 6 yeah. in fucking Tulsa. Throw in some drug addictions with them. Oh, dude. Because because they're all so self-deprecating. Look at Chris Farley and Robin Williams and fucking, uh, I mean. Dude, there's tons. Tons. There's tons. There was that one that just like recently committed suicide. Uh, he was kind of a bigger guy. Like, um, what was his Ralph name? Ralph or no. Um, 
Ralphie died just because he's a big old boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking Ralphie. I do Ralphie's joke of talking about uh, <laughs> when he was watching like o- open water. I think it was open water <laughs> in a theater full of black people, and at the time thinking it was like might have been the funniest fucking thing ever. He was calling it like instead of scuba diving, they were saying cuba diving. Like <laughs> you gonna get you cuba diving. I'm like, dude, that's like. Me being some East Central fucking Indiana white guy, thinking that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. I love those stupid jokes. I love when somebody can take a toaster and make it a fucking punchline. Like, I hate the cop-outs, like you were saying. Like, the Hillary Clinton jokes, or the Me Too movement, or being gay, or fucking... Anything that's like... Anything that's not creative. Yeah. And And you can make those creative. That's the thing. Like, you can make a great... I'd love to hear a great Hillary joke. I'd love to hear a great fucking... uh, me too. You need to take a different angle. That's it. You so like that's the thing. It's like talking about anything that you're not affiliated with. You need to, and then even that you say you support because I support the Me Too movement. Fuck yeah. However, if you want to make a joke about it, you need to also not make them the tagline, but you also need to involve them and like lift them up. Yeah. Because that's what like what I was talking about earlier with. Uh, with um, our boy Chappelle. That first one, that tagline was the trans community. The second one, he involved the trans community and lifted them up to be a part of the conversation, which was still entertaining and funny at the same time. It wasn't like, here's my punchline, it's just this. Just to, I meant to bring this up about that special earlier. In that special, guys, Chappelle talks about how confident in a comedian he is and like how good he is that he's like, all right, this is how good I am. And he gives you the punchline. Oh, fuck yeah, he does. He's like, I, here's the punchline. And I punched her in the pussy or something like that. That's it. That's, yeah. He's like, hey, guys, that's the punchline. Everybody gives a little laugh. And then he, he's like, all right, at the end of the story, there's going to be a punchline. That's the punchline. He goes into a 10-minute story, tells you it's coming, says it, and everybody erupts. Yeah. And like I erupt from home. Like. You can't do that. Nobody, people can't do that, but he can. He but can. anyway, yeah, you have to set up. And that's why uh, a lot of people shit on Kevin Hart. And I shit on Kevin Hart sometimes. But one thing he sticks by is he does not tell political or current event jokes. If you watch any of his com- comedy, it's always about his kids, his wife, his dad. It's always super like true. And yeah, he like repeats the fucking same thing over and over again. But he's... He's such an entertainer. Like That's why he's making that bu- that money. He's selling out arenas. People he's don't selling. comedians don't sell out arenas. Yeah, they sell out clubs and smaller venues. Yep. Dude, yeah, he sold out like what, Market Square? Yeah. That's like a forty thousand. That's fucking wild. Yeah. To see a com- an act. Just like Because he's more than like yeah, I, that's, yeah, he is. that's not that's way different than stand up. I don't even almost I almost don't even want to consider that stand up. Because it's such a show. Yeah. It's more than just standing there with the mic. It's way more than that. And I'm not just talking lights and like Megatrons. I'm talking like he is making standing there with a mic more than just standing there with the mic. Yeah. And I don't know how to explain it more than that, even though I just said the same thing. Uh, <laughs> but it is. It's like, and I'm not even like praising or shitting on him at all. It's just like, it's, it's his thing. And I, I praise him on that sense of like, you took this almost generic thing 
and put a whole new spin on it and made it your own. And good job. And he like, I was listening to his uh, episode of Joe Rogan, the JRE podcast. Mm-hmm. And he has like an insurance company. He has a fucking, uh, he, he has so many different businesses. Like he invests in fucking everything. He, he like it's heart enterprises and it just spider webs from there. I'm like, he has like a sporting goods store. He has like a, a like a mortgage company, like uh, all kinds of crazy shit. All I didn't know any of that. Yeah, he like has a um, like a I don't know, like a like a Paramount or like. So he has his like own media. He has his own media. Yeah. So we're like, like his own media platform, not platform, but like his yeah, like a yeah. Paramount or like yeah. a Universal. Yes. That's it's exactly. heart. Enterprises. That's fucking crazy. And he has a, um, fuck, I had it. He has a radio station. Um, he has a, uh, people that sell, I'm fucking stupid. People that sell houses. Realtor. He has a realtor under heart enterprises. Wow. Like he sells. So he's just out there. He's complexes. really out there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, um, yeah, it's fucking wild. That's crazy. Huh. I didn't know. Building shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. (laughs) And he just, and like he shits on himself with that. You know? Like. Yeah, because it all, honestly, all. Here's the thing, man. Here here is, I would say, a building block to self deprecation humor. You learn from a younger age that if you shit on yourself before somebody else does, it lessens the blow. Of what they I say. missed that whole lesson as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I got so sad and offensive and red in the face and like sweaty. I never. Well, when it. you're a kid, I mean, you're, you're I, a kid, no, but like, but it, but, but it, it's still something that you still build on. That's still something I feel like that's a lot there. Of kids got that though. A lot of kids realized. I mean, not. I watch knock them in the middle. I should have got it there. I should have fucking learned, but I didn't. And if I could have just been like, yeah, I got wide hips. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you, fucker. I beat you to it. I know I wear a Dolphins jersey every day. I don't give a fuck. I don't fuck. I love the Dolphins, like dude. sweats too, bitch. I think bigger clothes make me look less big. It's always the other way around. Mm-hmm. Bigger clothes make you just look bigger. Yeah. I found that out later on. <laughs> Solid 22. Somebody should have told me not to frost my tips. Or. My mom made me. Or maybe go. <laughs> I deleted it off Facebook. It's not you're, my fault. You're holding. You're like, should I delete it? It's not my fault. No, it's not. It's not. You're a kid. But it's somebody's fault. I just wanted to be my favorite rapper at the time. It's somebody's fault, and it's not yours. That that's where you can deflect the guilt and blame on somebody else. Such because a good I don't know if it's a good picture, my dude. It was good. It was a lot of good work. It's super less so, like, hey, just but, like but the dude, face. so th- we went <laughs> neck and everything, hands. <laughs> like we were just fucking playing around. <laughs> black face doesn't mean you just have to paint your face black. It's the whole thing. So when you think, when you think about it, yeah, <laughs> when you think about it. So in this in this like climate though, because 2019, you always get I feel like in a progressive stance. Unless you're not part of it, then you're like, oh, it's just PC culture, right? So the other the other thing that I was thinking of, man. So one of my all time favorite movies growing up was 
Tropic Thunder. <laughs> and, Robert Downey. and Robert Downey Jr. was fucking blackface the whole movie. And people said nothing about it. But now if you, if you try to make Tropic Thunder and you have Robert Downey Jr. now in 2019. Look, this was 07 when this happened. I know, but that's the thing. I was, gr- yeah. Like, I was fucking, in 07, I was, I was 17, 18 at the time. Like, I should have, I should have been like, oh, but it was still his character. I saw a, Fuck. I saw a meme the other day. It was like, if, uh, what was, what movie was if, it? If, if Iron Man was black, who would you cast? Robert Downey Jr. It was Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Dude. So that's a funny joke. When you look that's at, a funny joke. When you look at, <laughs> you know, when you, when you look at when you look at that Tropic Thunder script and you take out the movie and you really look behind the scenes and you break it down, holy shit, that was racist as fuck. Oh yeah. Funny though. Funny though. Maybe not funny to some people. No. Maybe not. That's funny. the thing. Everything's gonna be funny. It's not okay. Fuck that. Let me take my finger back. <laughs> Except racism. Yeah. Except racism. If we're talking like guns or like things, I don't know. If it's something, if some, I don't know, dude. I do know. You do. It's not what I'm saying. Scratch this. Delete. Delete. Uh, how do I edit? Anything that you're born with is off limits. In this day and age, I agree with that. Like, right. You don't make fun of mental or physical disabilities. You don't make fun of skin color. You don't make fun of sexual orientation. Only thing that you're born with you can still make fun of is probably like moles. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I watched a I watched a stand-up guy who was a dwarf. And he was talking about Is that the politically correct witness? He was a short, short man, alright? I'm not gonna say midget. When you say dwarf, I'm thinking like Lord of the Rings. No. <laughs> like he's fucking a, pal- a dwarf paladin. <laughs> fucking casting a holy spell on your ass. Let's go watch Little Big World. No, dude. So it was this. It, I forget the guy's name. He's so funny, though. And he was talking about how. Jackass guy? No, no, no. <laughs> Just with your dude. Not Wee Man, dude. I don't know the guy's name. He's not. I don't know him from anything else other than this bit that I saw him do. And it was one of the funniest things. Because he could talk about it. He's allowed to talk about it, about his stature, right? So he was doing a show in Canada, uh, in Edmonton. And he was talking about how it snowed. It was like a snowstorm in one day, and and it snowed a foot and a half or two feet of snow, right? And he was, he was talking about it on stage. He's like, like what what's going like is this normal for you guys like what and everyone's like yeah you're in Canada eh? this is uh, what happens it's snowing and he did that whole like Canadian uh, stereotypical voice and uh, and he broke it down to being like yeah you know like y'all motherfuckers are six feet tall when a foot and a half snow happens oh you lift your foot up okay <laughs> he's like you know what happens with a foot and a half snow for me being four like he was like three five or four feet he's like I die. <laughs> just like, yeah, dude. like he's like, I die. I fall over. I'm dead. <laughs> and so he's like, nobody got this. He's like, I'm not. He's like, I'm not meant for this weather. I, and I'm just like, that's so. That's funny. Like you can. Now I wouldn't be making short people jokes for that, like because I'm not a short person. But you can make. 
you have to be like graceful and tactful, you know. You like can. I think you can. However, if I were to make a joke about someone that's a dwarf, there's no way that without some finesse to bring that person, like lift that person up, so they're not the punchline. Okay. You know example. what I mean? Good example. Um, instead of making jokes about black people barbecues, you can make a joke about how you're jealous of how fun like those said barbecues would be. Those said barbecues? Yeah. Like Dude, I'm not gonna fucking lie. Alright. I I'd never been so one of the dates that I went on, we went to Matter Park. I'd never been to Matter Park in my never? life. Ever. I'm not a Grant County kid. Wow. So, however, yeah. I will say that there was a, a, a large family gathering, predominantly black having a cookout in one of the... Uh, Funnest shit you'll ever Dude, they were, like, fucking killing it. That's my point. And I'm like, yo, like, I want to be part of that. That's the whole reason I just said that. <laughs> I know. That, that's why it made me think of that. I'm like, yo, like, people want to make fun of that. Like, oh, black person barbecuing. Like, that's... I'm like, fuck you. Like, I want to be there. You know, they know how to season food. Yeah. Oh, that pepper's too spicy. Sorry, Carol. Sorry, fucking Marge. <laughs> yeah. Dude, 100%. But that's yeah, like the ranch. Angle, that's the, he doesn't mean that. <laughs> Sorry, I know Indiana <laughs> listeners. Ranch is a state fucking drink over here. That's gross, dude. I just thought of it like in a blender with like some ice. Yeah, dude, All just right. crushing a wishbone, just ball. That's the point of like, if you can craft a joke where you're not shitting on a certain race or physical disability or whatever the fuck you are making fun of, it can still be funny. But you know. Uh, there are, like I said, there are a lot of people at these open mics that take that other route. Not a lot. Not a lot. Let me rephrase that. I know, but there's some. There's and some. I feel like some is too many. But, in most of their defense, it's their first time up. And, and they're just trying to do what they think is best. Not. And it's not. Make fun of yourself. You'll be way better. Oh, wrong. dude. May, please make fun of yourself first before you try to... Let's go to Mario Park. See if there's any... Uh... <laughs> dude, I can, go for, I can go for some... Uh, I was going to say chicken. No. Um, did you ever Tofu. hear that, uh, oh, I can't think of his fucking name. He's a pro golfer. They were interviewing him back in like the early 2000s when, uh, Tiger was getting hot. Yeah, dude. And he said, uh, maybe next year we'll have him some fried chicken. And he's walking away. He's like, or we're colored or colored greens or whatever the fuck he eats. I was like, oh my God. Like, how do you, uh, it's funny to watch. And that was pre-Tropic Thunder. It's funny to watch white people at the beginning of like... Self-awareness. Yeah, like, <laughs> like uh, major broadcasting of things. Yeah. And just like watching all of them just fall Oh, apart. dude, if you... Like, when people still love like old-timey shows that are like predominantly white and you're like... Mm. Hey, put on Bonanza! <laughs> hey, is this uh What's that one show where the... Where he's like... Roots? No, no, no. Uh, fuck. Oh, um, you heard this show? No, it's close. It's that one guy. Mash. You, yeah. No, not Mash. Um, fuck. I'll think of it. Probably am, next episode. Am I close? No. Yeah. I mean, not in that time, in that time frame, yeah. And it was like this guy, Little, Archie, Little Archie Bunker. Oh. Come and he's like, 
I don't know if that is, but he's like, ah, he's and just like, he's always oh, has a cigar. He's so yeah. He hates his wife. Yeah. And he's bitter. She's, she's, <laughs> she's And he's like, oh, I'm making dinner for you. Like, she's straight Jersey. And yeah. he's like, oh. And then the kids come over and then the neighbors come over. He's like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Because the opening of Family Guy is making fun of that. their intro. Yeah. Whatever yeah. happened to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy fuck, what was that show called? A Different Stroke? No, um, All in the Family. Was it All in the Family? I think so. Type in All in the Family and see if that's right. Keep typing line, P. I'll be so fast. Yeah. Let me pause it. Ah, let me. No, not Archie Miller. Archie, Archie Bunker. Bunker. Yeah, so Archie Bunker is a fictional character. Yeah, dude, you're right. All in the Family. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're watching that with your grandpa, there's a lot of good shit being said, I guarantee you. Fuck Archie Bunker. Yeah, dude, fuck Archie Bunker. Oh, my God. Man, dude, you're, y'all hearing that? That strong Whoa. stream, baby. Holy shit, dude. You that know, like, we... We can have a lot of dead silence right now. No one's listening right now. Uh huh. Peeing is better than coming. Peeing is better than coming. Well, you're. I'm certainly doing a lot more of that during the day. You what? I said I'm certainly peeing more of it, like that during the day. There's nothing like a good piss though. You pause it? No. Oh, dude, they heard me say that. Oh fuck yeah, dude. Fuck all in the family, dude. I used to love that show. <laughs> it's like I get such nostalgia of the good times. Fuck it. Fuck it, bud. We're at an hour and five minutes. It's been a while. It's been a while. Since I could. Hold my head up high. You want to call it? Damn, you're done? I'm done, dude. Why? I'm just fucking with you. You're going to gonna leave it as both of us being slightly racist? <laughs> yeah. I love Archie Hunger. I watched that shit with my grandpa. And I and when you said that, I was like, yeah, dude, I'm sure that they... Uh... But you pause it. Now I'm out there like fucking <laughs> he Listen, he doesn't like Archie Bunker. I don't. Fuck that guy. Yeah, dude, fuck that guy. He's like, oh, oh Alice, I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> Give me a fucking beer. Give me a fucking beer. Who's playing tonight? Is it Because, like, that's the thing. It's like when people still say, like, the, they'll still say colored fella. And I'm like, yo, Archie Bunker, ease the fuck up, bud. Dude. Fuck. You can just say that they're black. Like, that. you can just say that that's like. I hate when I'm with somebody. I hate this dude. I'll call him out instantly. I fucking hate it. Like, if we're somewhere and they're like, yeah, uh, I was talking about uh, that black guy over there. And I'm just like, would you have said that white guy no. over there? No. No, you wouldn't have. No. It's like, oh shit, I guess I didn't know that. I've been stuck in the fucking 50s. I've been stuck in the fucking 50s. You fucking Irish Fuck too? It. Fuck it. Fuck the Irish. No, because like we're just saying, fuck the white people, fuck the white Irish. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Too aggressive. Yeah. Nobody likes green. Eat my shit. Who drinks? Fucking hey, go hit your wife. Got a nice point of fucking Guinness, you fucking, fucking redheads. <laughs> you fucking, I fucking you hate ginger you fucks. Go wear some fucking kilts. That's a little, that's skirts. A, you, you're wearing skirts. You're wearing skirts. You know you're dressed like a fucking girl. 
Nobody likes plaid, you fucking idiots. God damn. Fuck Guinness. Fuck it. Flat fucking beer. No, tastes like fucking dog shit, it's son. It's so warm. <laughs> Can I get a fucking frosted mug? <laughs> no. <laughs> get the fuck out. You fucking... They eat the weirdest shit, too. I'm I love that we're just trashing on fucking Ireland right now. Just for no reason. Other than just to trash on them. I love it. It makes me feel real good about life. I do. I love it. Fucking eight Irish people, dude. I'm just kidding. I don't know if I am. I don't really know anything about it. Connor. Conor McGregor. Conor fucking McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to jail. Stop fucking up. You're so strong though. So strong. That cod piece too, dude. It's just like fucking like it's so aggressive. Mike, we get it. You like your dick, all right? All right. <laughs> all right. Give me a fucking point of Guinness and check out my cock. Oh my god, this really devolved quickly. Fuck the Irish. <laughs> Fuck the Irish! <laughs> Where did they even get at? Dude, not eating potatoes. That's it, that's fucking it. Scott. You know, you know when it's like, it's like, they have that meme, it's like, uh, 1400s, uh, the entire European uh, population, one small boy rat, like, with the plague <laughs> yeah. fucking him up, and they do that with the Irish, it's like, uh, potatoes not being there. They don't have potatoes? Well, that's the, they had the potato famine. <laughs> I don't know what the boys That's good. It's no, like that's South. Like it's like South. Oh, you got leprechauns, you fucking losers. Oh, Jersey. Yeah. Oh, I was, I'm listening to an audiobook right now. Um, <laughs> he is super <laughs> Irish. God damn. Is he? He's so Irish. Uh, are you going to burn the electric book? I'm down with that. It has stopped everything. Yeah, fuck. It's like, it's like you're reading it, right? Or you're listening to it. Is the is whoever's reading it? Is the author reading it to you? No. It's so someone else. It's Irish, but the author's Irish too. <laughs> Damn, son, that was great. That was your curveball, son. Too. <laughs> Fuck. Go watch the fucking Boondock Saints or something. Jesus. Dude. All right. You know what? If you want to wrap it, we'll wrap it. I'm glad we didn't wrap it until after this. Yeah, me too. What else we got? It's great to see you. Love you. I love you. Always have. Always have. <laughs> Fuck you, Ireland. <laughs>